Live from Alpenhaus, the brand new, improved Alpenhaus, the showroom off Route 30 in Amsterdam. It's Honorado and Miller. It's Chris and it's Ash. And this uh, showroom was just unveiled to the public earlier this week, just in time, Ash, for, of course, the busiest shopping time of year which is black friday mm -hmm. small business saturday and then the full rush of december uh, all the way into christmas so perfect timing here for this uh, brand new expanded showroom in alpen uh, in amsterdam where alpenhouse is able to display four seasons yep. of inventory right it used to just kind of be hey we have to swap out the pools for the skis and vice versa not anymore. You are sitting with some patio furniture, the umbrella yeah. over you. I know the the spas and the pools are not far from you. Yep. And obviously, the winter gear is uh, behind me here. Pretty much everything you could possibly need uh, if you are a skier, a snowshoer, yeah. a snowboarder, whatever, exactly. Um, all the gear and all the essentials for uh, any winter outdoor activities you have going on. So we're happy to be here to show off some of the space. You would have seen some of that on News Channel 13 uh, earlier in the week. And we'll talk with co-owner Andy Heck coming up on today's show as well. We will also talk, Ash, with... Andy's favorite football team's co or oh, not co-owner, owner, Jerry yeah. Jones. Sorry, I thought you might have frozen. So I was like, yeah. oh, uh, here we go. Um, you never know. With, you never know with Wi-Fi, but I, uh, I think with we're Jerry running Jones. here. Yeah, year two of Jerry Jones uh, around the holidays, around Thanksgiving, uh, of course, for the Red Kettle campaign with the Salvation Army, uh, which is really cool. But yeah, talking. To, listen, whenever you can have Jerry Jones on the show, not so bad. No, we'll take it. Yep. All right, so we'll, we'll have that conversation with Jerry Jones coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we have our NFL picks. I'm headed in the wrong direction after <laughs> being 5-0 and just a, a couple weeks ago. Ash is trending upwards in her picks. Uh, we will do the uh, the NFL pick them coming up here as well. We'll talk a little bit about the Thanksgiving games as we do the show live on a Wednesday. You're watching us on TV over the weekend. Obviously, those games have already been played. The first ever Black Friday NFL game would have already been played uh, as well. Sam, yeah, good to see you, buddy. Good afternoon. Yeah, Happy I kind of like the earlier shift. I'll be yeah, honest. It's not, I mean, you wouldn't know it by how dark out it is currently but um a wednesday ahead of thanksgiving we just figured give the people a chance nobody's watching us on thanksgiving i'm not sure anyone's watching us today but you know i'm what? not we, doing the show on thanksgiving we at least give them a chance and yes we don't want to do the show tomorrow either we want y'all to be with your family and friends and not hanging out with us all right let's get going here on honorado and miller This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. And that's where we are, Alpen House in Amsterdam, the uh, renovated, expanded showroom here. Uh, we'll talk with the co-owner, Andy Heck, in just a little bit. But Ash, let's get into uh, the news of the week. Uh, Carol's here. Yeah, we see you, Carol. Hey, Carol. Always uh, did you Carol see Jerry here. Jones in the, I forgot he made the, the show open too. Yep. So we're going to see him again. Yeah, I know this is going to feel like, hey, it's a it's a week old. I get it, but it was it was the game of the year so far, not based on performance or competitiveness, although it was a close game. Yeah, 
this was the rematch everybody wanted to see. Like, okay, Eagles, Chiefs, we saw it in the Super Bowl. It was an incredible game in the Super Bowl. What would it be like in the regular season? Well, Philly gets the better of Kansas City this time around. I mean, the, the Chiefs didn't score a single point in the second half. Yeah. And that has been the trend with Kansas City in these second halves. So I will maybe put the hex on Philadelphia here. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFL after you saw what you saw and them getting some regular season revenge on the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I think we play this game every week, right? Where I know. We, we name someone else the best team in the NFL. Um, I'm I'm back on San Francisco after seeing them last mm-hmm. week. I think, and we knew this was going to happen. We knew they were going to get healthy. Brock Purdy looked like his former self again. Um, so I, I think in terms of the, the best teams in the NFL, I'm going to go Eagles and Niners. I'm not ready to to declare the Eagles better than the Niners just yet. I don't think, especially with the addition of a guy like Chase Young. Um, and once, once Debo is fully healthy, I, I just think that they're still the team to beat with a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah. But we'll see. They've been very uh, heck, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. My, my almost went heckle and Jad. Uh, very Jekyll and Hyde. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure that I trust them entirely, but they were really good again last week. So for me, it's the Eagles and Niners. Yeah, I, I like that pick of of San Francisco, too. When healthy, they're probably the best team in the NFC. Uh, will their three-game losing streak cost them the right. number one seed, the bye, and then yeah. home field advantage? That, you know, we'll see. Maybe. But I, I'm with you. I think, I think overall, um, San Francisco is probably the better team. Adam, big Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah, man, this is yeah. this is good news. We don't have a chance to to ask Jerry yet. I'm sure he's been asked a thousand times already between yeah. Sunday and now. Uh, yes, Jimmy Johnson. Finally, they're letting bygones be bygones, and Jimmy Johnson is going in to the Ring of Honor. Um, obviously, what you know, and Long happy Thanksgiving to you too, Adam. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're both kind of on San Francisco here, and so I guess we're not cursing the Eagles by by declaring them the best team uh in the NFL and that 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 has pretty much done it every time we think Correct. we know oh this is the team now I mean obviously we're sending probably San Francisco into a little bit uh of a spiral but um yeah I, I we both like San Fran and, and I'm okay with that all right Ash let's just jump into things and now dirty difficult and done Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Our guy Bill Miller up in South Glen Falls with Performance Industrial, where there is never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for him to get it done and his great team. Uh, the owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, coming up uh, in about 15 minutes or so. Here is your dirty, difficult done, Ash. Yeah, and I could have gone a few different ways with this, but I wanted to include Tom Brady. He didn't even have to insert himself into our show. I did it for him. But why can't Tom Brady just be done inserting himself into the spotlight, more specifically the national spotlight? And listen, I get it. He doesn't do it a lot. But at this point, you've retired. Just go right off into the sunset until you're going to do broadcasting. Like, And I'm sure that's part of the reason is he wants to put in his two cents about stuff. But I don't really care what Tom Brady thinks about the current state of the NFL. And to be very honest with you, I just think that some of like the quotes that that he came out with were kind of bogus in a way. I mean, he talked about like a lack of coaching, a lack of player development. But I laughed because, listen, guess what? It's the same, essentially the same coaching staff in New England. 
and and things aren't going as well. So a lack of scheming, a lack of coaching. Well, that's the same coaching staff. So I, I get it. he's probably talking about all teams all over the NFL. And I understand it's because scoring is down for the fourth straight year. Scoring in the NFL is down by a little bit. But there's also teams that are playing legit defense now. Like you have a, you have teams like the New York Jets who are putting legitimate defenses out and who are trying to win championships with defense. And that's a little bit of a change from the days of Ty, the Tyreek Hill on the Kansas City Chiefs. Like we're not seeing as much big play ability from a lot of teams. But I also think it's just you get the kind of pendulum that swings back and forth. But I just he always feels the need to just kind of interesting and everyone wants to listen wow i i mean i don't know brady was never a big talker or or right, when he played of anything controversy certainly no, well no played. but i just mean like he's always on social media he's like oh yeah and now he's on Stephen a talking about the like it like don't give me the mediocrity like You've got Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in the NFL. I get it. Nobody's going to win seven Super Bowls. If that's the bar you're setting, of course, everyone is mediocre from here until the end of eternity because no one ever wins seven Super Bowls again. I don't think he's wrong. I think he's spot on here. The, the games, while many of them are close in the end, sure. some of them are really boring. I mean, you pointed it out that the scoring is but he didn't down. Say- boring he said it's mediocre football right which would like, mean it's boring I, if if the football is bad okay then then you know it, it's kind of inherently boring right or it's unwatchable maybe that's a better word i don't know quarterback play is not we great. watch every week brady has said quarterback play is not great now i i think it all goes back to this this is my theory it, part of it is probably what brady sees and coaching and all that stuff developmental aspects of the game all that i think it's the new cba which has called for fewer padded practices, shorter training camps. You see these offenses in September sputtering. I mean, it takes them a month, a month and a half to really get going most of these. These quarterbacks look like they're still in training camp when they hit September and, and week one. So I think it's it, it's a con, it's a confluence of things, but I think part of what Brady is saying is, is accurate. I think there are other elements, too, that he didn't bring up, like the new CBA, which has cut yep. down on padded practices he did bring up penalties too but that's been happening for a long time like that's been a trend like the nfl has created an environment Mm -hmm. to for offenses to flourish Mm -hmm. but they aren't so i I don't know it but think about too and i think you have to think about injuries like you've had injuries to some of the best quarterbacks in the league like we were supposed to see Aaron Rodgers with that defense. What's to say that that Jets team wouldn't have been gangbusters this year? We have no Joe Burrow on the Bengals. We have no Kirk Cousins on the Vikings. Like there are significant injuries across the league that could poten- you could potentially say are affecting the quality of the game. Kansas City is a little bit of a different story. Like Sam mentioned, they don't have any receivers, and the ones that they do have have dropped a league high number of passes, which has affected their ability to be successful. Um, So, yeah, but even even the Dolphins for that 70-point game, we haven't quite seen that multiple times or replicated, obviously not to that extent, but even to a lesser extent this year for them. So, Is Brady going to be good in the broadcast booth? hmm, Probably, but I don't know. Okay. It's not easy to do. Yeah. 
and I'm I'm not sure if I'll like him because you know me, I I don't love him generally. But yeah. like I love Tony Romo. There are a lot of people who don't like Tony Romo. I yep. think I just think the ability. I, I really like Mark Sanchez. I think the ability for some of these guys, specifically quarterbacks, to see plays develop and to relay that to the viewer, I think is really amazing. There are people who aren't going to like that because they don't want to know what's going to happen. They don't want you to tell them what's going to happen. I think it's unbelievable that they can explain all of that as it's happening. Like, oh, this is going to be a run, like a sweep to the left side. Like that, that to me is amazing. And I get it. It's their job. It's, it's what they did for a really long time. And now it's what they do. I think he'll be good from that perspective. I'm just not sure if he'll annoy me. Okay. I, I almost have no doubt he will yeah, annoy sure you, but I, I, I will enjoy him. I, I like him a lot. Um, on social media, I think it will translate to the booth. I don't have to worry about him playing for a team and a fan base that I don't enjoy. That's that's where I think I can kind of get on board with Brady as a broadcaster. What do you think? Where do you fall here? Interesting. I fall the other way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. I, I Just think looking for your opinion as a man. I think they're both good-looking guys. But... Oh, okay. um, you know me, I, I generally lean to the side of if he weren't playing quarterback for the Patriots and as successful as he like nobody's talking about whether or not Zach Wilson is a good looking dude because he stinks at quarterback. I did say the other day when they showed his picture, what did I say to you? He looks like a, a Hollister $10. model or Abercrombie yeah. model from 20 years ago. Yeah, like he Zach Wilson like is 15. obviously a, a good-looking kid, but nobody cares because he stinks. Correct. Right. So, I don't know. I think the, the looks certainly – But Tony Romo never won a Super Bowl. I mean, I get it like he was a successful quarterback, but not when you're talking about quarterback comparing him to Tom Brady. Quarterback of the Cowboys. All right. We'll take I get a quick it, but here. so was Dak Prescott. <laughs> Until either one of them won something or wins something, who cares? All right, back in a minute here on Honorado and Miller live from Alpen House, the uh, owner of the Cowboys, as we talk about a couple of his quarterbacks uh, coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Back right after this. You've been waiting and the time has finally arrived. From November 20th through the 26th, we'd like to welcome you to our newly expanded showroom on Route 30 in Amsterdam. And to celebrate, we're offering amazing deals in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And since you loved our retro ski tuning prices, we're bringing them back for one week only. Get modern, state-of-the-art ski tuning at prices that'll make you Miss your bell bottoms. And Saturday, we'll have food, craft beer, and live music. See a full list of events at alpenhouseskishop.com. Alpenhouse, run by skiers and riders since 1964. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. And that's where we are in Amsterdam along Route 30, the uh, renovated and expanded showroom here. And I'm joined by co-owner. 
Andy Heck, the president of this uh, company that is going to celebrate 60 years yeah. next year. Incredible. And uh, and they're decorating for Christmas, as you can see, by the tree over our shoulders here. Andy, it's good to see you, man. This place looks incredible. I know I've, I've been here a couple of times, was here for the ribbon cutting on Monday. Um, what is the reaction you get from customers as they walk in? They're, uh, they're overwhelmed, that's for sure. And I mean, you've seen it right from the get-go for all the transformation. It's been a long time coming. Uh, and being at the finish line feels so good, but a couple of customers, like even today, they walked in, hadn't been here since last ski season and they like froze in their tracks. They're like, wow, they just, they didn't know what to expect. You're already the premier retailer and outfitter for any outdoor activity in the capital region. And then obviously the RVs across town. So why, why do what you did here? It was already working the business model you had. Why did you feel like there was something you really could improve upon? Well, in retail, you know, you have to. Nowadays, you have to create that experience for customers in order to get people in the stores with online and everything like that. And really, so we, you know, we wanted to have a huge selection. We wanted to be a destination and we wanted to really make it modern, but also uh, a true reflection on our past. We've got a lot of history built in here to, you know, for coming up in our 60 years. We go all the way back with some of the things you'll see in here with the pictures and, you know, our A-frame in the back. So it's, uh, you know, it's, that's what we wanted to do. So we, um, I think I might've even told you, you know, back uh, early February, we took a, took a ride to New York City and we spent a whole day with a consultant there looking at all of the retail in Soho mm. just to kind of see what's what's new and what are other people doing. Nothing really, some in our space and a lot of them not in our space. You know, we went from, you know, everything from outdoor places to uh, Apple to uh, a pet store just to kind of see what is, what's an experience, you know, because people want to, people want to, they want to have fun while they're shopping. They really want to have, uh, you know, they want to have a big selection too. Oh, we uh, Andy, we have a question a from Sam. He wants to know if if they mention they mention O and uh, O and M mentioned Honorado and Miller, do they get a discount? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm, yeah, we'll see. Sam. We, we I always mean, take care of like we, always, we always take care of your fans. Yeah, for sure. We always take care of your fans, no doubt. And obviously, Andy, you guys uh, have you, specials going on. Where... Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ash. I was gonna say you you mentioned it. We talked to you off camera about today being a huge day. Tomorrow you have off, but then you have Black Friday. You've got Small Business Saturday. How big is this weekend for you? And do you prepare any differently for it in terms of like, do you have to bring extra staff in on the next, you know, for the next five days for what what comes here with shopping? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just like anybody in retail, like everybody's off, they're on vacation, right? And they're shopping. So it's it's the true kickoff. And we have both going on because we have the kickoff to ski season and and also for Christmas. So mm -hmm. we have people that truly come in the shop to get ready for skiing. And then we also have people that they also take the opportunity because they're skiers to do all their Christmas shopping, you know, whether it's for their kids or their spouses or, you know, family members. And that's what's great. And we have so many people that come back for the holidays who don't maybe even live in this area who come to shop. And so it's kind of nice. It's like old home week too over this weekend. So yeah, we're expecting uh, just a terrific uh, weekend. Right, before we let you run uh prediction for Thanksgiving Cowboys commanders. Oh boy. You know, hopefully the Cowboys, you know, they've won, I think six out of seven games that they've won by over 20 points. So hopefully that happens again so we can enjoy dessert and not have to worry about a close game. So that's what I'm hoping. And you guys have been dominant at home, 4-0 at home this year, and you're beating opponents by more than 100 points in those four combined games so 25 games at clip that's pretty darn good yeah they're playing you know knock on wood they're playing pretty good again even even though they play even though they lost to philly they played them tough yep. but they've uh righted the ship after uh that tough loss in san francisco so i'm optimistic you know let's uh let's win the next few weeks and have that showdown with philly again all right we're gonna let you run uh thanks for always opening the doors for us being part of this show supporting it and uh it's it's just fun to watch this place grow it's incredible what you guys have done yeah i appreciate it we appreciate uh working with both of you it's uh it's, it's a great relationship 
co-owner of Alpen House here, Andy Heck. Andy, thank you, buddy. Diehard Cowboys fan, of course. So speaking of, here comes Jerry Jones on the other side of this commercial break. We're back on Honorado and Miller right after this. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. This time of year, we like to give thanks and show gratitude. Here at Alpen House, we want to give thanks to you, our amazing customers, for giving us the opportunity to do what we love every day. And to show our appreciation, we're offering amazing deals on our huge lineup of new RVs. Like this 2024 Coachman Catalina for only $153 a month. Or this 2024 Keystone Cougar for $344 a month. Visit AlpenHouseRV.com to learn more or see us in Amsterdam or Saratoga. Alpenhouse, your total camping outfitter. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Miller, it's Chris, it's Ash, and this is becoming maybe a Thanksgiving tradition of our own, an incredible opportunity to meet, to talk, meet, I'd like to meet him one day too. Uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Charlotte Jones as well, and Kenneth Hodder from the Salvation Army. Guys, it's so great to see you and to spend a little bit of time with you. Thank you for doing this. Um, Jerry, let me start with you here. Uh, we jokingly talked about that Giants-Cowboys game last year on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Here comes another rival in the Commanders. It's a Washington team. You guys have dominated on Thanksgiving. But I wonder now, is there more pressure that this team also has a celebrity owner with Magic Johnson? Well, I would say this. Uh, we want to give them some capital punishment. <laughs> but absolutely, uh, he's, a, he's a formidable owner. Uh, with his background in sports. But, uh, you know, Washington to me stands alone. It's always been one of the real reasons I wanted to be involved in the NFL was get to go to the nation's capital mm. and, and get to be a part of that competition there. Uh, but uh, as would have it, it's the headquarters of the Salvation Army right. uh, as well. And one of the real rewards that have happened is to be able to take the visibility of sports, visibility of the NFL, visibility of this game, which will have more viewers than other than the Super Bowl in the NFL, and say, look at the Salvation Army, mm. million and a half volunteers. When a dollar goes in that red kettle, the most efficient use of it, it goes to put shoes, it goes to feed the, feed the people that need it, and it goes to have some Santa Claus. Now, that'll inspire you to have someone like that to be on the team with. And we see that beautiful big red kettle behind you guys. The red kettle campaign, of course, the longest and largest fundraising campaign of its kind here. And Commissioner Hodder, we talked to you last year. You dropped some serious capital region knowledge on us. <laughs> Albany, Schenectady, and Troy. Mm. Well, this year, as it was last year, what does it mean to have this connection with the Cowboys and with the NFL for the Salvation Army? Oh, it means so much to us. The Cowboys are a global brand. This franchise, the kindness of the Jones family, has made a huge difference to the Salvation Army's Red Kettle campaign. Over the course of the past 27 years, they've helped us to raise more than three 
billion dollars for people in need. And I know that in Albany and in Schenectady and in Troy, that need right now is food. About 4.4 million meals have been fed, have been provided by Major Stoops and their uh, their team, and it's absolutely critical, therefore, that people know that in their own community there are going to be people who are hungry, who don't have a place to stay, who might need support of one kind or another. The Salvation Army can do it if the American public will put a dollar in the kettle or go online and make a donation. That's the way we can help one another. So the red kettle already out at our local grocery store. Charlotte, before we have to let you go, I do want to ask you on Thanksgiving at halftime, it's Dollywood meets Jerry World. I don't know that it gets any bigger, even in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it does not get any bigger than that. Dolly Parton, what a rock star. And she is launching her rock star album. You're going to hear her oldies and her new ones. And on top of being an iconic performer, she is an amazing philanthropist. Mm. She is donating $1 million to the Salvation Army. Wow. That's two and a half million meals across the country wow. because of Dolly. So tomorrow, tune in. It is going to be an amazing game, an amazing show. And we're going to reach millions and inspire them to give to the Salvation Army so that the millions of people across the country will have some hope for tomorrow. Yes. We may not sing like Dolly, but no, everybody gosh. can contribute like Dolly, yeah. which is what we hope. We so appreciate the time uh, with the NBC <laughs> up here you. in Albany, New yep. York. Thank yep. you so much, everybody, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Jerry Thanks. Jones. Charlotte Jones, <laughs> Kenneth Hodder. Whew, doesn't get any better than that. Like yeah, I said, maybe awesome. a Thanksgiving tradition here. We'll see how many times we can pull year. that off, we'll right? See. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're back after this on Honorado and Miller. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpenhaus. Here we go, live from Alpenhaus in Amsterdam. Uh, our thanks to uh, Andy Heck for jumping on the show and his uh, continued support, Katie Osborne, his sister, um, constant communication with her as well and uh and look it's it's part of what makes this show go yep. is our uh, local business partners and uh and that's it they are all local business partners from alpenhouse to novice to saratoga eagle to Nyscoba to performance industrial and marcella's as well this is kind of my my thank you on thanksgiving uh for the support that uh, that those companies continue to give us on this show ash Absolutely. let's dive into this while we've got the time here uh shout this. out to you albany football i mean you know I, who saw this coming nobody if they did they're lying to you the coaching room yep. or the locker room nobody yep. if you asked a coach hey 
how many games can you win this year? They might say we can get to seven, eight or not. I don't know. No, no coach maybe says we're, we aren't going to win them all. But but the fact that nine and three, Ash, I think you and I may have said preseason, like if they get to five, you have to feel good. Yeah, you go to in, the, in the right direction. Right, right. Um, but what a turnaround, a share of the CAA title, first time in program history. The Danes earn a first round bye, and they'll get the winner of this game, NC Central and Richmond in the first round. So they they get the bye, they get a home game. Greg Gattuso wins coach of the year in the conference. Uh, you get a kid from Glens Falls and Gr- Griffin Woodell, who has a huge year to start his career. I'm just, you know, incredible. And, and, and you hope that it doesn't end anytime soon. Yeah. And, and listen, it's really, we saw Reese Poffenbarger and, and we had a glimpse of that offense last year and just how potent they were, but they were being forced to score 30 plus points a game in order to win. They're still scoring 30 plus points a game, but you know what? They're shutting teams out. They're holding teams under 14. They're, the defensive performance has been, for me, the most eye-popping turnaround because they really struggled at times last year. And, and a guy like Dylan Kelly has led the way. Listen, 145 tackles up to this point, breaks the UAlbany single-season record, wins him defensive player of the year. He's been absolutely fantastic. I think he's got three picks. Um, he's done a little bit of everything, a couple forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. Um, so – He's been really good for them, but Larry Walker Jr., they had 14 guys uh, get all-conference nods this year. Yeah. So that's that tells you everything you need to know. But I also think it was it was unexpected, right? Like they were picked in the preseason. Nobody thought twice about them, and now they've won the, a share of the conference title. So good for them. And, and it listen, it kind of stinks because, like, Villanova was ahead of them technically, even though they beat Villanova. The, all the semantics of it are – are kind of silly, but first round by home playoff game on December 2nd, it doesn't get any better than that. You give yourself a chance to essentially play for a national championship, which is what the only thing you could, could ever ask for. Yeah. Congrats to our buddy Greg for uh, the great year they've had and, uh, and more to come for sure this season uh, alone. All right. Here are the college football playoff rankings, the updated rankings here, Georgia, Ohio state two. Michigan three, Washington finally into the top four. And Florida State, Ash, I think, will only continue to sink here because of the awful injury to Jordan Travis. The Seminoles are five. Oregon will rise. A lot of people still like Oregon more than than Washington, even though we saw them head-to-head and the Huskies won the game. Texas is seven. There may be no team playing better football in the entire country right now than Alabama, and the Crimson Tide sit at eight, they will get an SEC championship date December 2nd with Georgia. So, the same way Ohio State and Michigan will kind of figure itself out, Alabama and Georgia might figure itself out as well. Although, I wonder, just kind of thinking off the top of my head here, if if Georgia were to lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game and it's only like the difference of a touchdown, would you still put the Bulldogs into the playoff? Yep. Maybe it's so much of it depends on the, we always talk about this. It's the timing of your losses. It's not so much that you lose. It's when you lose, if you lose early in the season, a lot of times it's better than losing late in the season. Um, But who you lose to is also important. I'm a little surprised this week because Florida state didn't lose, but they still got, got knocked out. And, And, you know, sometimes they do this. They switch T 
teams and, and nobody lost last week, but a lot of times how you win impacts where, where the committee sees you. Um, so I, I think this is right, but I, a lot of people have talked about this quarterback that Mike Norvell recruited way back in the day, yeah. uh, one of his first recruits. I'll be interested to see what he does. It's the ACC. It's very winnable. Um, and if they just keep, if they can keep winning, I don't know how you keep them out, especially if Washington loses a game down the somewhere down the road in the Pac-12 championship game. Well, if if Florida State finishes the year undefeated, right. undefeated. yep, I think it'll be I tough. Think, it'll be I tough to keep them. You out. have to put them in because yep. we already know that they're going to play the ACC championship game against Louisville, which is a top ten program mm-hmm. right now. So. That would be a good yeah. win on the Seminoles' resume. And again, I, 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 I really do believe here that. Well, first of all, I'm picking Ohio State on Saturday to beat Michigan. Me too. So, oh, okay. So I think Michigan then is out, and I wouldn't put it past the committee to go. Eh, I don't know how much of this is sign stealing. The success of of the Wolverines and Harbaugh not on the sidelines, and uh, do we really want them part of this conversation for another month plus? Mm-hmm. No. So they lost. They didn't play in the Big Ten championship game if, if things play out the way we think they will. And so you can knock one team out and still slide an undefeated Florida State team in while rewarding the Pac-12 champ yep. um, and rewarding maybe two SEC teams. There's a yep. way to make that happen here with only fours to still get two yep. SECs and Florida State, which lost its starting quarterback. It's possible. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I think, listen, that's the way it should be. I don't care what conference you're from. At this point, um, we know that like the Pac-12 has been arguably the best conference in football this year. But I think if you're undefeated, you're in. And and that has to be the way it is. If you're Florida State, even if you do it with a backup quarterback, it may not be pretty when you're in, but you have to you would have to reward that if it so happens. So Sam Sam made this comment here, and I just started to do some of the math in my head here. He says, any undefeated team left will be in the playoff. Only four, so no undefeated team will miss out on the playoff. And I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of it that, like, Liberty could finish undefeated, well, and they're not getting it. I know what you mean, a Power 5 yeah. team. I get it. But you could have... You could have all one-loss teams. I mean, it could get funky. It, it could won't. get even. It, yeah, it could, it could even out. Because I was Good. not going to beat either Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Big Ten champ will be undefeated. Uh, but again, you could have Bama beat Georgia. You could have Oregon beat Washington the second time around in the Pac-12 title game. And then yeah. the Ducks You'd get need it. Ohio you State don't. to lose. If, say, Ohio State wins this weekend, you need them to lose in a Big in a Big Ten title game. And it's already to Iowa. Have one. Yeah. It, yeah. it gets tough. I, I I don't know that, you know, someone's going to be left undefeated. That just yeah. is kind of how it feels, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, what a terrible injury for Jordan Travis. Terrible. Yeah. So we're both taking the Buckeyes here. I'm a little surprised. Michigan is a slight favorite. I think I saw three favored by three is what I saw earlier Wednesday. Um, I'm why are you on the Buckeyes like me? Uh, I, I don't This just has that feeling. I, I feel like, and I could be very wrong. I feel like Ohio State has won more impressively, but also has just put up more points. For me, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the X factor. They don't have – Michigan doesn't have that guy. This is a guy that 
will be a, a top three draft pick probably yep. Yep. Um, in the upcoming NFL draft. So for me, it's kind of just his game-breaking ability, and I trust Ohio State more. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Harbaugh not being on the sideline. Um, but we saw it with Michigan. like they, ran, they didn't run a single pass play in the second half no. of that game and still just grinded people down and won. That said, I think Ohio State's line is a lot better. Yeah, I, I just I liked Michigan a lot in this game last year at okay. the Horseshoe, and mm-hmm. they won. And uh, now this year, I I like Ohio State. They seem to be they seem to be trending in the right direction more than than Michigan. And yeah, I agree. Look, you can only, in my opinion, you can only play with that us against the world mm-hmm. mentality and for chip so on our shoulder for so cares. long. It just I don't think it. I don't think it. It continues through. I think Ryan Day is saying the same thing. Like, hey, the only reason these guys beat us is because they were cheating. Mm-hmm. So, go out there and and prove me right. Might be the message from the Ohio State head coach this coming weekend. All right, we're getting into the Jets quarterback situation. Back to our dirty, difficult. Done. Sam Aaron Rodgers is jogging. How close to practicing is he? And is it really worth it? Is it really worth what he's doing here to try to get back? Should he be doing what he's doing? We're back in a minute on Honorado and Miller. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, here we go. Let me get a couple of comments in here, Ash, before we jump into the uh, Jets quarterback situation here. I was hoping you would do that. Good question here. And this, this has come into play with the NCAA tournament uh, basketball tournament selection committee. If a key guy gets injured, a lot of times the committee then starts to devalue that team. It happened, uh, although I think Kenyon Martin's Cincinnati team still got a one seed even after he broke his leg going into that tournament. I think that's right, and the Bearcats got bounced early. Um, But we have seen this in the past where the basketball committee says, nope, they're missing their best player they're not a two seed anymore. Maybe they're a four. And so it's a good question, right? Without Travis, uh, I would say this, Jeff, it will depend how Florida state looks the next couple of games without their starting quarterback. If they're impressive, then the committee has got to say, Hey, they're still winning as as impressively as they were. Yeah, I think so too. I I just think you can't, 
you have to reward an undefeated season, no matter if you're going to call it soft, whatever you're going to say about the ACC, I still think you have to reward it. You can call it soft, but you know, teams like Duke and UNC have been better in the recent past. And, and this year they're better than they've been in a long time. So uh, while Clemson isn't maybe as good as they were, and they're still playing better than they did at the beginning yeah. of the year, I still yeah. think it's a, it's a power five conference. You've got to reward an undefeated team. If that so happens to be that Troy's way. taking Michigan here calling the Buckeyes average. I don't think he's wrong. They're not great. And they've been injured. No, um, But I would also say the same thing about Michigan. They're average too. Like they don't have, they have Blake Corum, but JJ McCarthy to me is eh, like he, he's the epitome of, for me, like a game manager. Um, so I think Marvin Harrison is like really the only real game breaker on the field between either team. But I would say the same. If you're going to say that about Ohio State, I'd say the same thing about Michigan this year. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. All right, back into the dirty, difficult, done segment here on the show. Um, And, you know, this is nothing groundbreaking here. But it, it, it allows me to then talk about Aaron Rodgers, which I'll get to in a second here. But Zach Wilson is clearly done. Um, it took too long, I would say. But when you are the number two overall pick and there is that draft capital invested in you, it is incumbent on Robert Sala to really, really find out. You've got to give the guy more than five or six games this year. This had to be the deciding year. And while it isn't going to end up in a playoff spot for New York, I do hope that it it allows Robert Sala to continue to coach this team. I wouldn't fire him if I were no. Johnson. Yeah, I, I think you have to give the guy a fair shake you with had to what find you believe. Out if Zach Wilson was really the guy. And now you know, right? Like, now you know. It isn't, well, he only played four games, so maybe we pulled the plug too quickly on him. Let's bring him back for 2024. There's no right. way. He's due to make $11 million next year. It's not going to happen. He will get cut. Nobody's going to trade. For, I can't imagine anybody's trading anything. No, he'll be a backup somewhere, though. Somebody will give him a backup job. So Zach Wilson is done with the Jets, and, and Mac Jones is next. I don't know if Jones is going to start against the Giants this week as we do the show live on a Wednesday. Belichick hasn't announced that. <clears throat> My guess is he probably will start. And and Belichick's going to give him every opportunity to prove whether or not he can be the guy. Right. He can't. He won't be the guy going forward. The Patriots are going to be in position to draft a quarterback this year. They're going to do that. You're going to have to reboot this thing and try again. The question is whether or not Bill Belichick will be making those decisions. So two of the four quarterbacks in the AFC East, in my opinion, are done. Um, Tim Boyle will get the go, Ash, against the Dolphins on Black Friday. And Sam Trevor said, Simeon is going to back him up. Yeah. Sam says the Jets will lose on Friday, and that'll be the end of the season. Um and this is the point, and this is why I did kind of ask the question going into the last commercial break was, should Aaron Rodgers even really be pressing to get back? He's running on a treadmill. He sent video of that to the Jets so they could see the progress he's making. He has talked about returning to practice in two weeks, which would be right around his 40th birthday. And he has long said he envisions himself back for that Christmas Eve game against Washington. Okay, they're four and six. These are the four games 
that the Jets play before that Washington game. Sam already says they're going to lose to Miami, so they're four and seven. Atlanta at home, okay, could win five that and game. seven. Could be probably five not going to beat the Texans, but you might. That's a toss up. And then down to Miami. Yeah, you're probably not going to win that. So if you go two and two there, you're six and eight. And what we know is in the conference of the AFC this year, uh, nine and eight will not be good enough to get you in. So it it just will be very interesting. And Aaron Rodgers knows what he's doing here. He's trying to keep hope alive within the Jets locker room and as they play games on Sundays. But he is also keeping himself and the franchise in the national yeah. conversation here because I'm interested, right? Like if the Jets end up two and two in this four game stretch, like you said, and they're six and eight, all eyes will be on Rodgers. Hey, are, are they are they good enough? Are they close enough to contention for you to come back? But I'm with Sam. I, I wouldn't risk it. You, you can't put him back out there with this offensive line when, one, he's jogging. He's not planting. He's not trying to get away from pressure, which is what caused this in the first place. Right. And I'm also a little surprised he says he wants to practice in two weeks. For me, practice is a very – I think that's a deceiving word because if you're not planting yet – you're going to go from jogging on a treadmill, which you just talked about, doesn't involve planting, shifting. I mean, he's not going to get hit until he probably takes a hit in a real game again, whenever that is. Mm-hmm. But it's such a different, it's such a different beast to go from jogging on a treadmill to actually practicing, taking hard snaps, making throws, and you know, doing the things you need to do to be an NFL quarterback. And him practicing may not be exactly what needs to be done to be on an NFL field again. But can you imagine the second he goes out there, it becomes, even if he never takes a snap this season and he just kind of plays that like B team backup role at practice. Oh my God. People are going to yeah. lose their mind. Sam will be at that Atlanta game. Yeah. How about that quarterback oh. battle? That's brutal. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. I feel for you. It's always a little buyer beware when you buy tickets. I want to go to Troy's prediction here. This This is is interesting interesting. because Texas, Oregon, Washington, Florida State are all going to drop a game these next two weeks. Now, Florida State, again, could certainly lose to Louisville. Good game. Washington could lose in the rematch to To Oregon. uh, Oregon, yes, thank you. Um, Not sure who Oregon's losing to. I think either one loses. I think one, either Oregon or Washington, who they have this week. So Oregon plays at Oregon State. Uh, So they're in Corvallis on Black Friday. Not easy. And and you're kind of banking on Texas, I guess, losing the Big 12 championship game. I I don't know. We'll see. But But if Oregon loses, they're not getting to the Pac-12 championship game. And then Washington won't lose. You're not going to have two SEC and two Big Ten. I just believe that. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that that's not going to happen. That's that's kind of my thing too. Is it? It seems a little bit of a reach to get two from just two, two different conferences. conferences. What, especially when, especially in a year when the Pac-12 has been so good, unexpectedly good, and has two potential Heisman candidates. Um, I just think you're not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. All right, Daniel Jones has had surgery on the ACL, eight to ten months of rehab expected. The timeline would put him right at the start of training camp next year. Does Daniel Jones start week one for the Giants next year? No. Because of injury or because of draft pick? Yeah, I just don't think they're going to push it. They won't push him back quickly. But he'll be there. Well, he'll be there. He'll be involved as a member of the team. He just may not start in week one okay 
NFL picks coming up next here on Honorado and Miller. Uh, Ash wants to talk some Thanksgiving food as well. So we'll do that. And We're the only cup game. Right after this. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories and now back to honorado and miller sponsored by alpen house all right ash uh, i am headed in the wrong direction with our picks this nfl Chris, can we quick go back to troy real quick you go ahead sure what um, so i don't disagree here troy i think alabama could very well knock off georgia where i think you're wrong is that I don't believe that there will be two big 10 teams in this, in the final four. I don't think it'll be Michigan and Ohio state. I think you're going to get a PAC 12 team. So I don't disagree that Alabama and Georgia could still both be in. I think that could very well happen. I just don't believe that both PAC 12 teams will be out. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Um, Our picks last week here, they were Um, tough week for me. Ash, Ash bounced back after that Browns week loss uh three and one for ash one and three for me and so we're deadlocked here at 29 and 24 even. overall records still very very good if you are a gambler you would take that every single season to be above five games above 500 and especially in the nfl which is just tough tough to do it's- so let's get to our games here and we're gonna we're gonna pick the black friday game here the first ever nfl game on black friday i, I would imagine it. this becomes an annual tradition yes um we are both on miami here we are giving the nine and a half to the jets at the meadowlands any trepidation here to give this this many points these many points <laughs> a little but the Jets aren't going to score. We just know that they have a really good defense. Um, I just think the Dolphins are are too talented. They have too many weapons. They've got you know two of the fastest guys in the NFL uh, on their offense. So uh, I'm not worried that the Jets are going to score a lot of points. I'm just worried that they may hold Miami under 30. But even like 30 to 14, you're still you know you're, it's still a cover. So I still like the Dolphins uh, to win by 10 or more. Miami couldn't cover last week against Vegas. That was disappointing. I know. I know. All right. Here's this is the game of the weekend for me. I, I think it is anyway. And our guy Andrew Catalan's on it. Yeah. This is the game of the weekend for me. Right. Jags, Texans. It's a Who would have thought? You might find some books that have it at like one in, in either direction. It's a pick them here on our show. Uh, I like the road team. I'm taking Jacksonville, despite the fact that Houston has already beaten the Jaguars this year and they did it handily. Yeah. I will point out on the road. So now Honorado is taking the road team. To I, I don't know. I just feel like Jacksonville is the better team. I still think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback right now than CJ. So give me the better team and the better quarterback to win this game. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure that they have the better team or the better quarterback. Um, I think I think CJ Stroud will show his youth a little more often, but. In terms of surprising, I think I've been more disappointed, surprisingly disappointed by Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and surprisingly 
surprised in a positive way by C.J. Stroud and the Texans. I mean, the Texans are arguably the best story in the NFL this year with D'Amico Ryans, what he's done with that team. And C.J. Stroud has just been unbelievable at times. Yep. I agree. Yep. I, I love that idea. Um, they're starting to flex Monday night games too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Texans are the best story in the NFL. I, I like them a lot. I just am kind of riding that bandwagon. Uh, and like, like you said, they had success against them the first time around. Whether or not it translates the second time around, we'll see. But it's in Houston, so that's a benefit for the Texans. Yeah, this is a fun watch. Sunday at 1, I'm locked into this game. You said it, yes. Andrew is calling the game. Couldn't be happier for him. But this is going to yeah. be a big national spotlight, believe it or and not. And who would have thought, like, beginning of the year, like, hey, by the way, in week 12, uh, Jags-Texans going to be a good one. So uh, this is interesting. I don't want to spoil it for that thought, but I think Andrew gets his assignments like three games at a time. Yeah, so not that far out, um, yeah. But it it says something because you could have forecasted this as, hey, this could be a game with first place in the AFC South on the line, and and he got the game, which is just yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah, cool. All right, moving on here to our third game of the weekend: Bills at the Eagles. Now, when I saw this number, I thought that can't be right. Buffalo's been struggling. Philly's nine and one. They played coming off games. Of- but the Eagles are decidedly the better team this no year. So when I saw three and a half, I thought, give me the home team yeah. on a nationally televised game. Yes, please. Yeah, I think so too. The The one hang up I have is like the Bills felt like a little bit of a better team last week. I mean, the Jets were atrocious, so it's hard to, to say whether it was really the Jets being terrible and the Bills being better. Um, but the Bills offense started to look like they were, you know, at least in parts figuring it out. So I do wonder, are they going to put up, you know, if they put up 21, will they cover that? But I still like the Eagles. We talked about, it. I think the Eagles and the Niners are the best, the best teams in the NFC and maybe in the league. The, the Bills have so many injuries um, and especially on defense that I just mm-hmm. don't think they're, yeah, they're decimated to, to handle Yep. Hurts and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. The push, push. Yeah. So I yes, yes, Buffalo played better last week. Yep. I'm not ready to fully knee jerk and say getting rid of Ken Dorsey has changed things, mm-hmm. but they did show a commitment to running the football. Yep. Against the Jets. And it and it paid off big mm-hmm. time. I think they'll continue to try to, but but Philly's run defense as opposed to its secondary is is certainly stout. So I, I think Buffalo has a hard time moving the ball as much as they want to on Sunday. We're both on the Eagles, and we're both on the Ravens here. This one, I was really close to picking the Chargers because Brandon Saley's just ticked off at the world. He's, all, he's so pissed. And I thought everybody's going to be on Baltimore, that, that L.A. doesn't win but finds a way to keep it closer mm. than the four. And then I, just, I couldn't talk myself into it enough. So – I'll take the Ravens, uh, a team, Ash, maybe Baltimore's the best team in the AFC, right? Who's arguing with that? Kansas City's flat. Yeah. Who I do don't you know. Like you, more than- I've picked against Baltimore all, all year long. I'm finally picking with them this year. So this will probably, or this, this week. So this will probably be the curse that brings them down. But Baltimore without Mark Andrews to me is. And, and he may be back. He may they, they did say maybe they weren't yeah. so sure about that injury. He might be back. But it probably wouldn't be till like, playoff time. 
Um, Baltimore without who Lamar Jackson has called his favorite target, to me, is probably not the best team in the AFC. What has to happen for Brandon Staley to get fired? I mean, what 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 has to happen that hasn't already happened? And I'm not a big call for a guy to get fired. Kind of, I, I'm not. I, owners will make their decisions. I have my own opinions about whether or not a coach can win games in, in this league. We know Brandon Staley is just not going to, at least with the Chargers. It's yeah. going to end this year. But will he make it already through all the way through the season? I, there's already that tension in the locker room guys talking now about the defensive philosophies and stuff. It's, it's just, I don't know. You said something funny when we were watching the game the other day, they were, were they getting the ball back last week? And you said, of course, a Brandon Staley team with no timeouts as they're trying to lead yeah. like a game winning drive late nice. dude, never has any timeouts, never. It, the clock management is consistently terrible. And I just think the judgment is, has been very bad for the first is he three year three now? The first yeah. three years of his career there have not been great. So the only difference we have on the board here is uh, that Jacksonville Houston game, which uh, we both are very much looking forward to. Uh, otherwise, the other three games are, uh, are right on par with the others. Not sure if that's yeah. good or bad. Now I know. Um, all right, let's let's just do it here. Carol wants to know who's cooking tomorrow. <laughs> Ash. Oh my gosh, it's uh, Carol. It's neither one of us because we are challenged when it comes to cooking hmm. i am planning to cook carrots but that's a that it feels like it should be an easy go to bring to your parents house it feels like it, that should be an easy one for me i'm a good i'm a good dinner guest i am happy to provide whatever you ask it's just going to be purchased <laughs> yes you you are yes yeah that's correct i mean happy for the most part from both of us happy to bring something, whatever you want. You tell me what it is. I will, but I'm not making it. It's not going to be homemade by me. There may be a restaurant here locally that makes it, uh, that I, that I then bring. What's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish? Ash? Well, Chris doesn't like food pretty much at all or Thanksgiving. So that's yeah. I'll let you answer yours, but well, I'm not down on Thanksgiving. I, I think the meal is way overrated. Oh, I disagree. I mean, I think I Turkey's way overrated, but I am all in on stuffing, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, green bean. I mean, I'm all in on all the sides. Like we could leave the turkey right on out of it, and I'm I'm in on every side and every dessert. We're talking, you know, Sam likes cheesecake here. Yep. Uh, Carol likes a nice wine, so I like the direction that this is headed. It's not not about the really the main food at all. It's about <laughs> it's about everything else. I'll have a glass of wine and a piece of cheesecake and I'm all set. I don't need, yeah, man, I don't need anything else to do with the meal. Uh, yeah. On the way out here, feels like it, we're cheapening it. I but, know. Uh, Sorry. Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Tough. But people will still fill the arena for this game. They always do. The Albany Cup being played between the men's teams on Sunday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, and watching Honorado and Miller. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.